welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. I am excited to share tonight's episode. Well, you know, we've we've broken down a lot of things over our time here together, and tonight we're going to start a new series, so to speak, of our shows, where we're going to do theme park dining. And so as we break down these different theme parks, some shows may take a different feel. We may decide to do one entire show just about the quick service dining in a specific park, or maybe just the signature dining. But tonight we're going to make an attempt to tackle an entire theme park and give you a breakdown of what the dining options may be, and we're going to start with Disney's Animal Kingdom. You know, Jeff, I do have a question, though. Sure. We talk about food so frequently. Yeah. How did we make it to over 100 episodes before we got to this? <laughs> well, I think, honestly, truth be told, is that it's a daunting topic. When you look at the different theme parks, everybody has a different palate. Everybody has a different taste. Everybody has a different experience that they're looking for. Some theme parks from my perspective, have a lot of really great dining options. You may not like any of them, right? And so I think that's why they exist the way that they do, is that as you float from theme park to theme park, there's something for everybody. And so that's what I'm hoping we can do as we start to break this down. That is so true. And we obviously did a three-part series previously. Um, if you haven't heard it before, Episodes 40, 41, and actually 39 are all about quick service, sit-down dining, and snacks at Disney Springs. Now we're going to bring you the theme parks. And I know sometime later this year, we will definitely get to you with resort dining because somehow Disney for us and for many of you is synonymous with some great food opportunities. Why don't we do this? Why don't we begin with the sit-down options? If there's anything specific that either of us wants to offer up for it, we can, but just maybe a basic overview of, of what these experiences offer. If it's an experience or if it's just a traditional dining experience, we can kind of go ahead there. But let's start with the sit-down options at Animal Kingdom. You bet. And I think a great one to start with is a family favorite for us, which is the Tusker House. Three meals a day, with character dining. And it falls in that, oh my God, Mickey again, and oh yay, Mickey again. Um, <laughs> if you've got a child like mine who loves the character dining and all the outfits in all of the characters' closets, it won't surprise you to know that Mickey and friends are dressed to go on safari here. And I love that it's three meals a day. So you can make it work if you're an early riser and you want to do pre-park, if you want to get to the park and run to the safari and then do a little bit later breakfast, midday break or evening. I also love this restaurant when I'm on the dining plan and there's an evening show here. It's really a great use of a dining plan credit because you can get a dining package that includes priority seating for their evening show. So again, all about the value and the experience. One of the things that we're going to segue to next as far as the sit down is Yak and Yeti. It's definitely for an advanced palate, for a very specific palate. You're going to go and feature the culinary stylings from the Paul, which obviously fits theming wise just beautifully with that part of the park. 
it's the type of thing where if if you're interested in in having some some curry dishes, it might be an option for you. They do have some some really unique options in the sense that they have shareable plates that are really not necessarily a, an appetizer for a whole table, but maybe for just two people to enjoy. Really, really robust menu. Obviously, if you really enjoy the decor outside of Expedition Everest, you're going to love the theming inside of this restaurant. I found pre-children, when it was just my wife and I, it was a really fun place to go and have a meal. That's awesome. And I'm going to let our listeners in on a little bit of a insider secret here. Even though Yak and Yeti is inside of the park, it's actually not owned by Disney. It is part of Landry's restaurant, just like the Rainforest Cafe, which can be found at the front of the park. They have an exit in the park and one outside the park, so you don't need theme park admission. And while we talk all the time about the need for sit-down dining reservations, for just $25, you can join the Landry's Select Club and use it all over the country. But it's awesome to use here in Disney. You pay the $25 membership and they give you a $25 gift card. So it really costs you nothing if this is on your list. And if you didn't make an advanced reservation with that Landry Select card, you walk up and you have priority seating. Usually it's about 10, 15 minute wait and they will get you in. And that card is going to give you other discounts throughout the year as well. So a great way to tie in something outside of Disney while on your Disney vacation. And as you said, good at Yak and Yeti and the Rainforest Cafe, both sit-down options at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Where would you like to go next? I'm going to go to a pseudo sit-down meal, and it's one of my favorites that they added just a couple of years ago. And it's inside of a quick service restaurant, but you can make a reservation for it. It is the Pizzafari family-style dining, and I will tell you, it is the best value on property when you're paying cash for a meal. It's $13 a child ages three to nine and $23 in adult 10 and up. It starts with an appetizer of your choice of caprese or Caesar salad, a customized pizza, you can pick plain or pepperoni, and then pick two options from a creamy pesto chicken pasta, a big ziti and meatballs and garlic knots. And it's served, as its name implies, family style. They'll bring you more if you're still hungry. And it comes with dessert. And I can tell you that by the time we get to dessert, nobody in my family is ready to eat. So they take those awesome cannolis, they box them up for us. And we, while we're waiting for the evening show, we sit and have our dessert a couple hours later. So a really great meal to enjoy. So the next thing is... Uh, Restaurantosaurus, and when you're looking at what they have to offer, essentially it's kind of a sit-down style of what people that are really not familiar with the culinary stylings of Walt Disney World will say. This is a place where you're going to go to get burgers and nuggets. Correct? Isn't that is that a fair assumption? It is, um, but it's a sit-down option with super kid-friendly food, super picky adult food, and it's loved for its ice cream sundae dessert bar. Yeah, that, that's tough to walk away from. <laughs> Anytime you have an ice cream sundae dessert dessert bar, it's it's uh, it's a thing that I can I can get behind. <laughs> it's a win. Sure. Um, so let let's make the move there from sit down to our signature dining experiences 
for those folks that don't know about signature dining, why don't you give us just one or two words as to what that actually means? You bet. Signature dining is Disney's upscale dining. It's both upscale in palette, in presentation, and here's a shocker for you, price tag. (laughs) Three Ps. Yes, definitely. Um, They do have some child-friendly options. Sometimes it needs to be a child who's a little bit more adventurous. You've heard me talk before. I'm not the most adventurous eater. I'll be honest with you. I really struggled with the menu at Tippett's. Um, I kind of created my own meal. And that's one of the things that I love about the Disney chefs is they're not easily offended. So when you say, I'll take the chicken, but leave off and you list all the things that you've never heard of, or you had to Google to figure out what the sauces and the spices were, they're okay with that. Based on what you're saying there, they are okay with it. But we, we had just talked about a place that's burgers and chicken and chicken nuggets. You know, when you talk about Tiffin's, you're talking about veal and short rib and surf and turf, you know, and, and, and local sustainable fish. Like you're talking about things that definitely, you know, are kicking it up a level as far as the price. But you're also getting things that you're not going to get at a place that it's going to be more reasonably priced. Correct. This is not, you know, you're not finding octopus next to your chicken nuggets. Correct. Yeah. Um, And again, it's about presentation. And my sister is actually a trained chef. Um, I don't know that I've ever mentioned that in our previous shows. And so we'll go to restaurants like this and she'll be like, wow, look at that. And I'll be like, oh, wow, look at that. (laughs) Um, It's the kind of place where I remember the table next to me ordered fish. And the fish is standing up and perfectly displayed like he was sitting in a museum, not ready to be eaten. But that is presentation in upscale dining. So very unique. And even like their add-ons there, they have mac and cheese. It happens to be orichetti pasta (laughs) and lobster on your mac and cheese. So not your average item. Sure. If you want to see it, it's a great interior, lots of fun, very well themed. Um, Again, for Disney fans, it was designed by Joe Rody. So it's amazing. But maybe it's not for your palate. Attached to it, either just on its own or while you're waiting for your table, is the Nomad Lounge. And you can get light bites and drinks there. No reservation needed in the lounge. I encourage you to pop in, look around. Amazing, amazing work in that place. Well, and when you're talking about the Nomad Lounge too, you know, you're talking about a, a significant amount of specialty cocktails that are there too, right? So we, we went from a really robust culinary menu at Tiffin's to a really robust cocktail menu over at Nomad Lounge too. So if that's where you're at, that's probably a place that it's worthwhile stopping at. You bet. All right. Let's let's dial it back a little bit from the from the expensive signature restaurants. Maybe somebody doesn't in their traveling party want to spend time sitting down. I know from from our traveling experience, even though I could sit down at, at every meal, that's not how my wife likes to travel. It's definitely not how my kids like to travel. So let's break down the quick service options here at Disney's Animal Kingdom. You know, I, I have to say, I think we did something wrong here. We're going from, as you said, the very upscale <laughs> to the restaurant that your meal is served with a handy wipe because there's no way your fingers aren't covered in sauce. That, well, that's not always a bad thing. I could get behind I, that. 
<laughs> a super favorite quick service. They do some picnics in the park. Sometimes they're offered like a specialty reusable bag with a family meal stuffed inside. And there are plenty of places to literally go picnic in the park. It's, you know, St. Louis ribs with beans and coleslaw, a chicken, a pulled pork sandwich. So great Southern comfort food. Delicious, delicious stuff. As we segue over to the Harambe market, a little bit more. I love the Harambe market. It's a really unique outdoor dining location. Disney probably doesn't want me to say this, but. I call it a food court. It's all these little stalls so everybody can get what they want, order from a couple of different places, and then central seating. The only downside to Harambe, 99% of the seating is outdoors. So not the spot to be on a rainy afternoon. So you had mentioned Joe Rohde, and when you mentioned Joe Rohde, Imagineering jumps to mind. And our our next quick service restaurant comes to us uh, from Pandora. Uh, as we go to Satuli Canteen. And and if you'll indulge me in a story for a minute. I would love to. My Satuli Canteen memory was pre-opening night. I had the pleasure of dining there. And I will admit that it was the Sandy fangirl moment. (laughs) I abandoned my food at the table and made a run for it because Joe was there having dinner. Yeah, I um, can do that. That makes sense. I did not stop him having dinner. I should clarify. He sure. had walked into the restaurant. I don't go up and stop people while they're eating. Um, and I got to talk to Joe for a few minutes. I've got my photo with Joe. And it is definitely a memory I will never forget having that opportunity to see him. I'm so jealous as you tell that story because it's it's such a, an awesome thing to to experience, to see somebody who's helped create something so wonderful, just sitting around having some food like the rest of us. So great. He story. is so incredibly down to earth. And I have to say, I texted my Disney sales manager with my picture and I said, year made life made. What a memory <laughs> I can go home now. As his earring is dangling in whatever food he's eating, but that's a different conversation <laughs> altogether. Uh, where would you like to go now, next? Satoli has some really unique food. I will say, if you've got a picky eater in your family, this is going to be a little bit harder for them. They make these really unique hamburgers that are done. They're kind of the beef is cooked inside of the bread. So if you've got a child who isn't going to like that there's a vegetable or two in there, or the cheese. You really can't pick it apart like you would a regular meal. But I have to give a shout out. I'm a big cheesecake fan, and this is one of the spots to go. I'm sure that's not what they want to be known for, but go for the blue cheesecake. Listen, that's fine, right? I I think they'll be known for a a number of different things. Like I said in the beginning, everybody's palate is different, and and that's just kind of the way that it goes. Uh, Where are we going next? The Kusafari Coffee Shop and Bakery. And while it doesn't sound like a quick service, and it might not always be, they do have some great sandwiches. They are literally just a little window on your left as you're headed towards the safari. There's some open area seating there and great pastry and great little sandwiches. So something quick and easy. So you had mentioned the Pizzafari family style earlier when we talked about the sit-down. You know, I think my family lives on pizza some days, and we definitely do more than our share of dining at Pizza Fari. Again, if you're looking for a great budget option, when Annie was younger, I used to tell her that they served backwards pizza um, because you could get a side order of breadsticks with cheese 
and a side of marinara sauce. So dip it and make your own pizza um, for like five bucks. And it made lunch. It was the greatest fun, cheap meal. It does sound good. And you talk about a fun, cheap meal. That leads me to the yak. I was going to say, so now we're on to your absolute favorite. You've been super patient. Yeah, I have. The <laughs> yak, yak and Yeti local food cafe for me is the hidden gem throughout all of Walt Disney World as far as what you can get for a really reasonable price. For those folks that are listening from the Northeast, you've absolutely spent some time having some Chinese food in your life. Sandy, you and I are certainly no uh, ex- exception to that rule. You can go and you can get a an order of fried rice at Yak and Yeti Local Food Cafe, among many other things. But I'm going to talk just about that fried rice because it is a snack price for an entire meal's worth of food. We have gone and gotten two orders of fried rice at this at this local food cafe and fed four people in my family. So if that's something that you're into, check out their menu. Go there. Outdoor seating, kind of like what we had talked about before, uh, but definitely, definitely a, a, a place worth visiting. And one of the things I like about that location and the seating, you know, Animal Kingdom is the largest park square footage wise of all of them. So there are a lot of open air places, but if you kind of turn around and go a little bit to your right, you'll be in a spot called Upcountry Landing. And it's a patio with shade if it's a hot sunny day, sitting right on the water. And while they're still doing what Disney calls their flotillas, their mini parades, you can have lunch with entertainment and watch the floats come by. We're going to your next favorite spot within this park. Well, don't act like your it's home, only mine. Don't act like I'm the home of the Dole Whip in this park. <laughs> You know, so popular. I remember the days back in my day, you could get the Dole Whip in one or two locations, and now it seems to be everywhere. But And the only way to get to Disney was to walk uphill both ways. Well, yes, and probably not in the snow, though. That, that, would, be, that would be a little bit of an exaggeration. So y- you can go get Dole Whip. Uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. I think it's Tamu Tamu. Uh, refreshments where the Dole Whip definitely lives but other different bites that you can have that can maybe get you through that long walk that that takes you through Animal Kingdom maybe you don't want to sit down and grab something even at a snack level you want to grab something and walk with it this is a good spot for you to do that there and I will say this park has about 20 little snack kiosks where you can grab everything from the Dole Whip to popcorn to a pickle to grapes and sliced apples and cookies. So healthy options, park options. The last one that we'll talk about is if you're more into the unique drinks, heading back over by Satuli Canteen, right by the Avatar area, Pongo Pongo has really cute drinks, little bubbly things in top, all those great unique colors, your drinks are going to be green and purple and everything that you might find in this other world. We did it. We've gotten through as much as we can. Obviously, as you mentioned, there are little kiosks throughout the way that maybe we didn't break down specifically. A lot of food options. One of the things that I will mention before I ask you what else we need to know is at Animal Kingdom, it's one of the first places that I saw on property, specific places selling food that were paying attention to very specific dietary restrictions. So as you take a walk around this park, 
and any other park. Just be mindful of the fact that you may find something that really strikes your fancy, that that fits within your dietary restriction that maybe you didn't think was possible inside a theme park. So just be mindful of that. Know that Disney goes a long way, whether it's sit down or quick service to make sure that what they have available is something that will meet you. So what else do we need to know as we wrap up this first show of our new series? So I think I've got two little things to leave you with. The first is we know that one of the things about this park, everything they do is studied very carefully and deliberately done for the animals or for the animals protection. So no, they're not handing out flame tree barbecue sandwiches to the animals, but for the humans, they're also not giving out straws. So if you are somebody who has to have a straw or you have somebody in your family with that medical need for a straw, bring one of those reusables. You will not find straws in this park for the safety of all the animals. Okay, what else? Along the lines of safety of people, if you travel with my family, a stop at Creature Comforts first thing in the morning is safety for the humans traveling. Creature Comforts is the home of Starbucks in this park. So shout out to my daughter, no Starbucks, nobody you want to be around. Um, <laughs> as you're in the park and headed towards the safari, you will find Creature Comforts on your left. And again, uniquely, while you will see a small Starbucks logo and they are selling Starbucks mugs inside and Christmas ornaments and you can use stars and I'm not a Starbucks person, but I know the stars are (laughs) all about the priority for my child. Um, It is not a screaming out Starbucks. You really, in all of the Starbucks locations in the parks, you have to kind of look for them because they are not commercialized. They are themed to fit right in. If Starbucks were to close in that location tomorrow, and that's definitely not happening with the hour-long line that you will sometimes find there, they could easily turn that into a gift shop the next day and you would never know it was a Starbucks before that. So Creature Comforts is where you coffee lovers want to head. One shout out to our, our friend of the show, Timmy Britt, who I think told us that he did some work on that Starbucks too. That is correct. Well, Sandy, I think we did as much justice as we possibly could to run through the whole thing. So I am sufficiently starving. I thank you for your input. And I hope that you are able to go grab a snack just like I am. Have a great week. We'll get you some rice soon. (laughs) I hope so. You and I together. It's a date. There you go. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.